the entire White Hart Lane singing this song. It's happened again. It's happened again. Jack Wilshire. It's happened again. While he's on the ground holding his ankle. All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith, Scott Weeby, Francesco. Gentlemen, here we are coming off another full Premier League match weekend. Ready to give you another great pod, doing it a night early. We're recording this on Monday night. Yeah, I screwed that up this week. No, that's okay. That's great all right. Week. Hey, well, the some, sooner the better. Sometimes life happens, but you know what? It's true. Listen, down downside didn't get as much prep time yeah. as thought. Okay. Upside, oh Arsenal won today for the first time in like four months. Hey, the sky's <laughs> a little brighter for me today. Yeah, sure, even though it's rainy outside. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, it wasn't earlier. It was, it was a, a warm 80-degree sunny sure. day today sure. True. until now. But, yeah, like the, the day's a little brighter when, when your team wins. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Now, one of the running jokes of our podcast, Dave, is that Brian hates our intros to each of our episodes. He does. He, he, he is like, when will we get to the matches? Exactly. He always wants to go on, on to, to the, the matches. matches. Wasting We're, our time even doing this. We're going to wait just a minute because we have to set <laughs> oh, the stage. I agree. Okay. We are now officially in the stretch run. Yes. This is the stretch run of the season. Some of you listening right now, whether that be at home or in your car or doing your yard work or yeah, whatever sure. it might be. Treadmill. On the treadmill. Huh. We're great listening yep. when you're trying to exercise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, Nothing better to get you <laughs> pumped up than... <laughs> Listening to three dumb Americans talk about football. Hey, we do pretty well for ourselves. No, I know. Well, you have yeah. to be degrading. I mean, who What's wants to hear second, anyone be pompous? Where, where's the second most listened to place of this podcast? What's second The United most? States, I think. I think is England it? is the most listened right now. What, what are... No, uh, no. Pretty even? U.S. is first. Okay. U.K. is second. What are treadmill sales like in the U.K.? Oh, man, they're going up. They are going up. Hey. Trending. This... This week's podcast brought to you uh, someday by uh, some sort of manufacturer of treadmills. Work those calves, burn them thighs. Yep. That sounds good. Treadmills. It's a great ad. Treadmills. Treadmills. All right. So back to the stretch run yeah. of the season. Uh, now the commercial break is over. It was a great weekend this weekend. It was a great weekend. We have five, essentially five weeks left in the Premier League season. But it's that part of the season now where there's matches on, it seems like, all the time. Have you flipped through the fixture list between now and May 21st? It's amazing. It, it feels like the Christmas schedule a it little bit. It does. It absolutely does. And that's going to be extremely important for you and your fantasy lineup. It starts this coming week. There are three teams who will play two matches in the next week. And there's one team who won't play any in the weirdness of the FA Cup semifinals. First leg semifinals going on this coming weekend. Uh, there's some quirks in the schedule. Three teams, Crystal Palace, Manchester United, and Middlesbrough, all play two matches yep. this upcoming week, while West Brom play none. Mm. And so you've got to be prepared for this. This is just the beginning. Hopefully you're still involved in your fantasy league. Hopefully uh, you still have a chance to win. If people have been listening to us, they shouldn't own any baggies. True. I, I, I do own two. I'll explain <laughs> why later. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm Whatever, good. dummy. 
Hey, first place, bro. Scoreboard. Uh, understood. Scoreboard. Understood. All right. That doesn't mean you've gotten there by making great decisions by keeping baggies at this Wait, point. Wait, you're calling me lucky? Is that what this is? No. Okay. No, no, no. Right. Well, there's some luck involved, uh, but... I don't think so. I mean... This, is, this was skill and... Oh. This week's podcast brought to you by Long Introductions. <laughs> long Introductions for when you want to take 10 hours to get to the matches. Listen... As bad as this is, it totally beats Roger Bennett's introductions. That that is the art. He's the master he of the twenty minute introductions, oh, and is. we love him for it. He's the master, but we're not. So Brian we should would probably hate it, get he back. Was doing the no, pod like with. Yeah. Guys. Who we doesn't? Should, we should probably get back to them yeah. or get on to. I, I just want people to be prepared for what's coming. This is a great part. Like the next month, I think, and a half. It's yeah. worth discussing, Scott. Is going regardless to be, of what Brian thinks. That's absolutely right, and it starts this I'm, coming weekend because right. of. The quirk with the FA Cup. I'm not arguing with you. In this pod, though, we will cover the normal weekend that was all 10 matches that took place this past weekend. Finishing up with Middlesbrough and Arsenal earlier today. Again, we're recording this on Monday night in the United States. And so we will give you the coverage as only we can and prepare you for this weird weekend and midweek of matches to come. All of it combined to make up match week 34 in the Premier League. Are you ready, Brian? Production side note, you might need to mute my my track on the production side of it because that's me eating a cookie. <laughs> okay. Delicious cookie that it Brought is. Brought to you by Leah Weeby. Yes, ma'am. All right, Brian. Are you ready? On to the matches. On to the Let's matches. Let's go to the matches. We start as we always do with the league leaders, this time losing on the road. Manchester United 2, Chelsea nil. The goals from Marcus Rashford and Ander Herrera. And we have to start with who did not play, and that would be one Zlatan Ibrahimovic. There are so many things about this. Every pundit in the entire universe was doing the collective shruggy prior to, and then after the match, the Jose Mourinho, who, who is, I, I don't know, I, it's so hard for me not to, it's similar to the Zlatan thing about, he's so the bombast of that man the 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 it's just such an exuding arrogance from him it's it's weirdly endearing and so afterwards <laughs> when the when the reporter asked him so all you know before the match everything you know everybody's wondering why you leave Zlatan on the bench and then you get a performance like this you know what do you say about that maybe we didn't maybe we didn't lose or leave our worst players on the bench maybe we picked the best team to go out and win today it's just like just, oh my god like, come on guy maybe we didn't maybe it wasn't resting the players that needed rest maybe it was just the right choices it was <laughs> such a it was such a jose Mourinho answer to the question of why did you do what you did maybe it was exactly the right thing that i did <laughs> it worked exactly the way i thought isn't that what it mm. looks like you kind of mm. make him seem like lord business from the lego movie yeah it's very close <laughs> i just think it was such a funny way to do it especially like because then it makes Zlatan and Mourinho seem like two peas in a pod oh, uh, and, and i hate them both and i don't understand the weirdly endearing part to you but <laughs> there's two levels to this there's obviously the real life level and and the very first thing that brother <coughs> matt posted on slack for us to see at the end of this match was in all caps we have a title race. And I can tell he's a Smith because, like Dave, he used about 10 exclamation Aye. points. Well done, Brother Matt. It's true. It feels like we might have a little bit of some title race-ness on our hands here. Four points yeah. separation with no, five no. matches to no, play. No, it is. Because it, when you're in a title race, if you're the top 
dog and you have a Girardian slip, you could lose everything. Oh so, Brian, it, Chelsea at this point, at four-point lead, can have – they could have a Girardian slip. And the title is now completely in balance. This is completely legit. Brother Matt's right, and his exclamation points are right. This United team should never have beat this Chelsea team. Uh, not if you ask Marcus Jose Rashford, Jesse Lingard, Ashley Young, Ander Herrera, Mateo Darmian, Marcus Rojo. This team should not have beaten Chelsea 2 nothing. They destroyed that Chelsea team. I agree. Destroyed them. And you could see it tactically what they were doing. They played a lot of long balls from the wing into the box, and well, it worked for both I, for the first goal. I tell you what they did right off the bat, and it worked to perfection. Ander Herrera mirrored yeah. Eden Hazard the entire game. Absolutely deserved man of the match. Unbelievable well, game for him. Absolutely. Not only did he remove, for the most part, and or even if he didn't remove Hazard completely from the game, because he had been Chelsea's hottest player. I picked a bad week to captain him. Okay? Mm-hmm. Of course. I told everyone last week. You had to know Mourinho was going to have a good game plan for Chelsea. Well, last time his game plan was to kick him. And that didn't work. <laughs> okay? Well, so, so, so this time, you know. <laughs> fair enough. I guess, fair. I guess this time, listen, but what, to give him credit, as much as we like to mock him and hate him, to give him credit, it was, it was fantastic. And, here, and here's the thing. When you are not normally man-marked, because I don't think this happens a lot, but when you're not normally man-marked, and this is not a basketball podcast, Brian, but this happens oftentimes, maybe not on the professional level, but in college sometimes and in, and in, and in high school basketball. Same thing applies here. Because you don't have a man-marking all the time, when it happens, it makes you slightly uncomfortable. You have to work a little extra hard to get the ball. When you do, all of a sudden, you don't have any time because there's one guy who's just dedicated to you and that's his sole job is to try to make it hard on you to get the ball and so when that happens tactically it completely throws things off and and it was obvious out there that that was the case rojo was not man marking diego costa but the two of them ended up being uh uh, near each other quite a bit on the pitch. Yeah. And I watched a lot of playoff hockey, NHL hockey, this past week. Uh-huh. And uh, this is also not a hockey podcast, but I was fully expecting a hockey-style brawl to break out. Yeah. It almost did between Rojo well, They w- They might have been able to fight if they weren't both flopping around on the ground after they bumped <laughs> into each other for, so true. <laughs> for 90 minutes. So Every true. time either of them got kicked or, Just, or bumped or or went for the same header or whatever, it was inevitable that you knew they were both going to be writhing on the ground together separately. Now, to the fantasy level of things, obviously Zlatan not playing affected num- a number of lineups. Brutal. And a yellow card, so that even the point that he could have gotten takes right. him to zero. When I say he, not playing, I mean not starting. It. Yes, right. absolutely right. Uh, on Chelsea's side, equally devastating, even though it's not as you know noteworthy maybe uh, in terms of name value, but Marcus Alonso pulled Huge. late from the Chelsea well, lineup. Uh, again, Zlatan not starting and getting the yellow card. The reason why it's brutal is because you don't even have a chance for your sub to come in. Right, because he That's played. what's brutal. He comes in the yep. 83rd minute yep. when you're already up 2 nothing. Correct. Right? You're already up 2 nothing. I think. When's I think the second so, yeah. goal scored? Yeah, no, absolutely, because it happened yeah. in the 46th minute, I think. Yeah. You're already up 2 nothing. What? What's he coming in the game for? 
Just to ruin fantasy lineups. Mourinho is trying to ruin everybody's life. He just knows how to screw yep. everybody. Yeah, he does, yeah. He, lo- he knows how to give everyone the business. So Zlatan and Alonso not playing. That's obviously a big deal. Now let's look at this in the bigger picture moving forward. We, we started to turn our attention to this stretch run to this bigger picture last week. And we talked last week about Valencia having been out a couple of matches. He was brought back into the lineup for this match. But let's be honest. Okay, you know, with this win, United still has a chance at fourth place in the Premier League. Definitely. Definitely have a chance at fourth place with a couple of games in hand. But really, their best path to the Champions League at this is point is to win the Europa League. Is the weak Europa League field. Yep. And they did not do so well in Anderlecht, but come on, they can overcome a 1 1 uh, oh, score at home in the they second. They could win 4 nothing next game. Absolutely match. right. So their focus is going to be on the Europa League. Plus, so they've got that coming up this midweek. Then they've got a Premier League match on the weekend and another, you know, they're, they're one of the three clubs with two Premier League matches next coming match week. A lot of matches coming up. I would not bet on United players playing in both matches coming off this Europa League second leg. Yeah, and Mourinho said, too, one of the other things that he said, which very easily could just be more mind games from him, but said, you know, kind of th- that question was posed to him, and he said, as long as we're mathematically... As long as it's mathematically possible for us to make the top four, we're going to have to play with everything we have in the sure. Premier League. So, sure, but but let's be real. That's exactly it. The Europa League. Even Why if not? even if that's true, he still has to put eleven players out for Europa League matches. And you're going to tell me he's not going to try to win now that he's in the quarterfinals? I mean, he is he is four wins away, four matches away from winning the Europa League. Yeah. They're gonna. They still have to play a full squad for that. So you've got guys who are gonna play this coming Thursday, regardless of whether or not they're still in the Premier League. It's going to affect who he's going to play in his Premier League matches coming up. And with two coming up on back to back, you know, weekend and, and midweek uh, schedule fixtures, it's going to affect your fantasy lineups. Be careful with Manchester well, United. Uh, already, Scott, I can say that people are not being careful with their fantasy lineups because I can tell you with certainty right now. One of the top, he is the sixth most transferred in player for the week. Go ahead and guess who. I'll start with the goal scorer, Marcus Rashford. Yes, that's exactly right. People chasing goals. Marcus Rashford has been transferred in nearly 25,000 times just this week. I don't know what you're doing. The only way I could justify that mindset is if you're assuming Zlatan's going to play the Europa League and Rashford is playing the Premier League. That's, but that's a but, gamble. That is a huge gamble. But obviously, you know what it's, I not, think? it's not dissuading anyone from continuing to transfer in Zlatan, who's one of the most transferred in players over the last three weeks. He's number one for the most transferred in. It's going to bite you, people. It is I, going to bite you. I think. Unless, the only way it doesn't bite people is if Anderlecht beats... <laughs> sorry, I couldn't even say it. Is if Anderlecht beats United in the Europa League this weekend. Yep. This I'll tell you this. Midweek. I know why this happened. People are stupid. That's why you can listen to us and do well in your fantasy league. Oh, They're Rashford not... scored. I'm going to pick him up, Brian. I just don't yeah. understand. I mean, Rashford scored. Now, I don't know how up. much you buy his lots on being tired and being rested for the match. It just sounds weird. I don't think anybody was really, uh, I don't think anybody was really buying it's called it at all. Europa League priority. Now, hold on a uh, second. Don't, don't. Go ahead. Listen, it is possible that Jose, who knows Chelsea players, he knows David Luiz. He used to manage him. He also possibly knew that Louise at times can find himself two or three steps up the pitch. Okay? And Cahill cannot have keep up with the pace of Rashford. No way. Now, 
<clears throat> if he is gambling on that, thinking that if Rashford gets one or two chances because he can play differently than Zlatan, Chelsea has a tall team, defends set pieces, probably better than anyone else around. And if they're not going to have, if he figures that they might not have the time of possession that they normally might, if he's banking on the fact that if we get a turnover and we get one through ball and Rashford can run onto it and give us a chance to score, then I'm going to go with that Yeah. and then make a change at halftime. I'm telling you, think about that. Because if that's the case, Zlatan could do this. That is exact. He does not have the speed of Rashford. That is exactly what happened. Ander Herrera got the ball. I mean, that's how it happened. You're right. From yeah. the middle third of his own half, okay, he sent a long through ball. Perfect through ball. Perfect away from anyone. Rashford had the only speed to run onto it, and he scored. That instantly changed seven minutes that was the best that was one of the best moments of the weekend chelsea has hardly had to chase in quotes chase goals all year it's true doing it away they they struggled and at that point at that point it felt like united's confidence just went through the roof five shots zero on on target target. for chelsea yep uh shout out to my friend drew who said? Who reminded me that one of the, the the commentator during the match said that Pogba has made Conte look like an average player this game. Who's the hundred million dollar player? Yeah. In that thing, I just it just was hilarious that Pogba that, finally had a uh, had a really good game that was obvious to anyone watching on the pitch, despite not having any uh, attacking returns. Really, I think to given Mourinho credit. Where oftentimes he never gets it. He made two decisions tactically that I know of this game, and I think starting Rashford was one. And then, because what I also think is this if Zlatan's on the field, you're always constantly in, in your mind knowing where he is. I think it's very possible you can switch off at, at a moment because you're not as worried about Rashford. That and then him mirroring and it shadowing happened. Eden Hazard, completely taking him out of the game offensively and making Chelsea play different ways. It's true. Hey, it made a massive hey, difference. Don't, don't, Fantasy-wise. Don't forget that – Can we? Can, should we talk about Tebow not playing? That, that was I mean, another I that injury. didn't help. Sure. This can be the alternate and, manager quote of the week. And Brian. One. And Marcus Alonso. Didn't I know. Play. We talked about that. Are you listening to the podcast? Where was I? Was I not here <laughs> again? I, I don't know. I, I think I knew what I was doing Tebow at the moment. Tebow Courtois but. did not start. Osmir Begovic did, of course. But <laughs> do you know why – Thibaut Courtois did not play, reportedly. No, t- please tell us. He injured his ankle while playing basketball in a commercial shoot. So says Sky Sports. Mm. Replaced in the lineup, Ouch. hilariously asked about the asked about the injury prior to the match. Antonio Conte said, "I think it is not important now to understand the way that he had this injury." Yeah, that that's commercial. It's shoot. very <laughs> no, no, no. Brian, hold on. That we do Brian, not discuss this can right you please now. Please say it in Antonio Conte voice. I don't really know. He, he's he's a little uh, raspy and quiet. I know. Uh, t- t- hilarious again, though, because he he said Tebow for sure is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. But we trust a lot in Begovic. I am sure today he'll play a great game. Uh, I'm uh, I'm sure. 
uh, the, the, I think today he'll, he'll probably play a, a great game. Yes, know. very good. I like that. I'm going to give the final <laughs> word on this match also to Antonio Conte. He is actually the one who provides our manager quote of the week. Yes! Only because. Oh, wow. Only, and it's a different quote than what you quoted. Oh, man. What only, a star he is. Only because. Oh, gosh. get Let me read it. It's going to be really, really exciting. Yeah. Really exciting. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try to do you doing okay, Conte. Fair enough. Fair that, enough. Can yeah, we do yeah, that? Sure. All right, great. All right. Here we go. This so get excited with these words. Like close, clo- oh, you can't. You have to read the quote. I'm like, just close your close eyes. Close your and eyes and read. Yeah, is simple. The, the fault is mine because this type of situation. The fault is the coach. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't able to transfer the right co- concentration, uh, the right motivation. This league is not closed. Yeah. This league is not closed, gentlemen. Yeah, this no. league is not closed. That door is open. It is open for a. Uh, Did I drag that out too much, or is that just right? No, no, no. It's good. It, it was. Uh, it's, I'm surprised he said that many words. It was good. Oh, there was more, but I left it out. Oh, fair enough. Tottenham four, Bournemouth nil. Spurs. Reason why we have a title race: the goals from Dembele, Son, Kane, and Janssen. Couple of names in there surprising to you, gentlemen. Janssen! Yes, in the 92nd minute, hey, finally got a goal. On, good on all the Spurs for this for the happiness of the celebration with him after he scored. And you his heard sigh Pochettino? Of yes. Did you see his sigh of relief? Yeah. Did NBC, you see Pochettino's NBC was sideline? there yes. and they had a they had a live interview with him after the match. Very good interview where he said He Every time I listen to a player in an interview or a manager. I don't know what it is. There's only a few that really, I mean, I, I get that some guys are really going to get on your nerves. But I feel like s- most of those guys, it, it's, they get like a genuine moment. They Everyone seems so nice. Ander Herrera seemed like the greatest guy <laughs> in all of the post-match interview stuff that he did. You know, both with the actual, you know, an actual uh, reporter and then sideline, you know, on the on the side of the pitch with the NBC sports guys. I felt the same way about Pochettino. Just, uh, just seemed like like they everyone had such a great camaraderie, and were just he was just it just seems very genuine and very nice, and I I feel like that's such a great thing to see. I feel like the players, I think, just a little bit because NBC doesn't do the the sideline uh, live interviews every week, right? right? I mean, it's only a couple weeks of the year that they've committed. Well, they're not they're not often on the side of the pitch like period that at all. Yeah, I mean they're back here in the states, so. It was cool to see. I mean, we see the players do the interviews where they're in the corner with all the ads, yeah. right? Yeah. And it feels like they're almost boxed in. Oh, yeah. It almost feels like I'm in the corner. I want to get out of here, answer your questions, and get out of here. It felt so much more relaxed when they're standing behind that table with the other three guys with the field behind them. Yeah. Nothing boxing them in. It just felt so more relaxed, and maybe, maybe that had to do with the uh, the honesty and that same feeling of man. Everyone just felt like really nice and relaxed. Yeah. It it was nice to see. But Potts was nice about Janssen, just talking about limited opportunity and yeah, goal he scorers was, wanting to score. They that they asked really him cool. why he celebrated so hard when you're already up three nothing when Janssen scored, and he said, "Listen." Getting opportunities in this league is very tough. He he gets five minutes to get in there. I know how hard he's been working and training, and I want him to score. He gets five minutes to try to score, and he and he got limited touches. In five minutes, you might have three or four touches that you get 
and he was able to score with that, and I was very happy for him. Yeah. Let's awesome. do a quick Spurs survey. So obviously, if you played Kane or Son, they both scored a goal. You did very well. Even two other guys in the midfield that we've talked about being good plays, Delhi and Erickson. Delhi put up a six, Erickson a seven in this match. So you didn't go wrong there. No. Kyle Walker was in the lineup, got the clean sheet points, scored six for you if you played him. If you're not maxing out your Spurs at this point, you are just defiant against us. Uh, obviously, they are on a roll. They're scoring three, four, five matches a match or goals a match. Yeah. And, uh, and they're on a roll right now. They're, they're making this league interesting, and they are putting up points for your fantasy lineup if you're playing them. You probably should have avoided Bournemouth based on the matchup if you could. Yep. Nothing from any of the guys up front to Phoebe and King. Matt Fraser didn't even start this match. Yep. Jack Wilshire goes out hurt, although he's not been a strong fantasy player. Wow. Did the, the crowd come raining down on him? Of course, uh, they're playing at White Hart Lane. There is no love loss for Jack Wilshire at White Hart Lane. Yeah, I could go into the reasons, but it's not worth it. He's an Arsenal player, obviously, but there's been other. He's mocked Tottenham fans many, many times when given the opportunity. the The Tottenham fans, when he went down, you could hear on the broadcast that the entire White Hart Lane singing this song. It's happened again. It's happened again. Jack Wilshire. It's happened again. Yep. While he's on the ground <laughs> holding his ankle. Oh, they, listen, the I, I love it. I Listen, I Jack Wilshire is an Arsenal player. Hate to see that. Doesn't shock me. I've seen that a hundred times, right? I hate the Spurs. They're the arch rival. But what I love about the British fans, something that in the States we just don't get. We don't get that. Yeah. And that, the whole entirety of 40,000 people chanting and singing that to the player and the player knows it as he's going off the field. Yep. Amazing. It's just sports-wise amazing. Your last 5 weeks of Bournemouth. Yeah. You get really nice matchups, especially for the next 4. Okay. So if, yeah, yeah if you should have some... sold your cherries, right? You just should have benched them this week. Right. Yeah. And, if, and if for some reason you don't cuz lots of people obviously have picked up on Josh King Yep. Some people are picking back up on a phobia again, which is great. It's a it's a good move. But I think home Middlesbrough, at Sunderland, home Stoke, home Burnley. That's for your the next best. Four. Yeah, but I mean that's the best matchups that anyone will have yeah, going to me, out. I, no... I mean, I think this is. I mean, unless you're unless you're really banking on double match weeks, players in double match weeks. I mean, you're not going to get much better for four match run for anyone than three out four. of the next four at, at home. home. Yeah. Okay. Cherries play great at home. Southampton nil, Manchester City three. The goals in this one, Vincent Company, Leroy Sané, and Sergio Aguero. Guys, obviously Aguero, it's like he's getting a goal a week, so, you know, he, there's that. Leroy Sané, we've talked about him. Yeah, putting my up one points. guy, man. That's the only other guy for me. All right, I'm going to... That's the only guy, you know, screw Pep Guardiola. Okay. He is setting um, okay. in a new segment we like to call. <laughs> How many ways can Pep screw you? He, okay. not, not many more. Not he, many he's, more. Because he's mostly exhausted his opportunity to do that. I think this past week he set a record for most, and or maybe he set it uh, three Dave, or four weeks ago. I believe you're referring to Scott's stat of the day. Oh, I, yes. in my face. No idea, in my you? face. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. 
Scott's stat of the day, brought to you by Pep Guardiola. Here it is. Pep Guardiola has made 100 changes to his Premier League starting lineups this season, 15 more than any other manager. There we go. And I don't know what the record is. If he doesn't have it, I you can't trust any any city player unless it's maybe Aguero, which when he's healthy seems to be in there. Hilariously, PremierLeague.com just had a front page article not too long ago about how, for whatever reason, Sergio Aguero is still one of it, it, people are transferring him out as much as anyone else right now. It's weird. I think part of it is price. I think part of it is. Rotation risk, I think part of it, I don't know if people are really concerned about Jesus, but for whatever reason, he's one of the top most transferred out. I mean, after after Costa, Defoe, uh, Vardy, Lukaku, lots of people are transferring out Lukaku and buying him at the same time. But he's one of the top guys. He's, I mean, he's been transferred out a ton. He's scoring a goal a week. Yeah, that's right. And that's, I mean, obviously he's putting up good points right now. Sit- City's upcoming schedule, very nice. It's very good. Now, with all that said, I'm not playing based on the past 31 to 33 matches, depending on the club. I'm playing to win in the last six weeks of the season, five weeks of the season. Yeah. Do I buy Vincent Company? He is not coming out if he's healthy. But will he stay healthy? He's the one guy who's going to be oblivious to Pep's rotation. 5.9. Scored a goal this week. He's going to be in there if he's healthy. There's so no way Pep's going to include here him in his rotation. Here is their upcoming schedule. They're playing home to United on April 27th. Yeah, a midweek Manchester Derby. Then they play at Middlesbrough, home to Palace, at Leicester. I'm Excuse me, home to Leicester, home to West Brom, at Watford. There's a lot of set pieces in those matches. Yeah. And that's where companies going to score his goals. But they're also clean sheet opportunities. Yeah. Yep. I agree Especially with you. Especially West Brom, Watford. Yep. They're home to Palace well, and the Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough is a two 0 waiting to you happen. You don't want. You don't want anyone. Uh, you don't want any of the other ones. You don't want Kolarov. I think John Stones. I don't know what else you have to say about John Stones. Oh, well, keeps... I have something else to say about John Stones. Okay, great. This is a really fun um, time. Let's let's have a John Stones ownership update. Brian, are you ready for this? John Stones ownership update. Yeah. Who needs drops? Excellent. Uh, so John Stones, uh, how did he do this past weekend, Brian? John Stones did not step on the field this past no. weekend. Oh, interesting. Speaking of uh, screw Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Yeah. John Stones didn't play again this weekend, so put up a zero. Uh, Brian, do you have his ownership numbers in front of you? No, not even close. All right, well, I do. Okay. Uh, he's still owned by 16.1% of lot. fantasy owners. For your 66th best Premier League defender, 16.1% ownership, I still don't get it. Yeah. Hopefully no one played him this week, but I know that all of you did, you dummies. Now, back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Uh, Vincent Company, what, what, where are we on him? Yes? I would say... No one else in the defense, but Company, yes? He's expensive, and He's expensive. Right. I mean, you're right. But he's going to play. He, yeah. I mean, if he... Yes, exactly that. If, if he, As long as he is healthy, he is going to play. If I hadn't gotten so excited about Conti's manager quote, I would have made Pep's 
our manager quote of the week. Let's call it our silver medalist for manager quote of the week. I missed Vincent Company a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's here's, telling. Here's your I don't think he says that about anyone else. Here is your if you want a reason, the reason to own him, if you can get to him, right now, he is at point five percent ownership. So there's a differential there. There, there might not be a better differential guy in And the reason why differentials are than, important, Brian than him right now is because if you're looking to get points someone else might not be getting in your league, yes. you could find it there yeah. right now. If you're in second and your first place guy and you both own Sergio Aguero, you're going to get the same points when Aguero scores a goal. But if you own company and your opponent does not, you get those points, he doesn't. That's where you can gain. Now, Com- and company's not showing up on any stand on any charts in company's- terms of top scores because he's been hurt so much. Company's 5.9. Yes. Do you want him or Kyle Walker? Okay. <laughs> They both would have a double week coming yep. up. I think they have the same amount of matches. Well, and very similarly friendly schedules. The, rem- the rest and, and of the that week. was my next point. Yep, is uh, but both are prone the to injury. company schedule is more friendly than both are prone to injury. Uh, there's more of a guarantee a company's going to play. I'm going to own Kyle Walker because I have principles against city players. I've been saying everything I've been saying just now for the benefit of listeners. I understand that. Um, you don't have to justify it. Okay. <laughs> But we know. But honestly, Vincent Company's got going Scott to play and his, more. His morals. Hey, it's getting me to first place so far. I, I mean, this is amazing. How many times do I need to say that on this uh, pod? I mean, I guess you could say it a few more nauseating times. West Brom nil, Liverpool won the lone goal in this one from your boy Brian, Roberto Firmino. When did he become your boy? He's just been my guy. He has? on Liverpool for a long time now. So when you do the liver, when you get out your Liverpool calculator and you calculate all the guys, the twelve-step program, the twelve-step process, I'm picking a <laughs> Liverpool midfielder, which we've posted on our website back in like September. You got to go back and find yeah. it, but it's there. Yeah. It's in the archives. So when you calculate all that, Firmino, you end up on Firmino. I end up on. I still end up on. Uh, put my head in a in a garbage disposal. Sure. Yeah, right. And an insincorator. Yeah. Um, there is no way of knowing ever what's going to happen with this team. No. One nil at West Brom is, it was as boring probably for everyone as it was for John Champion <laughs> calling the match. <laughs> who, who made it very clear he was not enjoying calling that who, match. <laughs> as I mentioned to Scott earlier, <laughs> late in the match said, well, some matches just fly by. Others, and I don't know if he even finished it. I think, <laughs> no, but I think just like what I really appreciate about him calling calling matches is that he, like most great announcers, he knows exactly when not to say something. Yeah. He he lets it rest. Yeah. He also complimented uh, whoever was commentating. I don't. I wish I knew. You probably know this right offhand. Whoever was with him, as the uh, the additional commentator, uh, praised him for his use of the word maelstrom during the match. <laughs> John Champion is absolutely fantastic. Short of Ian Dark, who has called all of the top United States yeah. matches for the last decade. John Champion is up there as, as yeah. one of my favorites. He was absolutely great. So when when uh, Liverpool was pinned back in stoppage time by West Brom, 
uh, and they looked like they could equalize. The most exciting late. three minutes of the game. He also made a comment there about how the first 75 minutes were barely watchable, and then the match had sprung to life in the last quarter of an hour. I mean, he is he's honest. And as someone who's feeling that same thing, watching these matches, you know. You know what you was more fun it. than watching the match was the sidelines. Oh. Your boy Pulis. That guy, I've never seen him more animated and more frustrated and more... What's more the opposite of mouthy. my boy? Because that's what you mean, right? Sure. The boy you love to hate. Okay, yeah. And I started my getting... My torture demon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What I started feeling was exactly, I think, what you've been feeling. Good. And Welcome. I started to slightly get it. Yeah. I started to slightly get your hate for Pulis. Yeah, it's there. It's real. And uh, so I just wanted to voice that. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, it, it's good to have company. Because I've often mocked you about your hate for Pulis, mm-hmm. and I started to get a glimpse of that. Yeah. Please talk about Roberto or Alberto Moreno. Well, Roberto he came in late as a substitute, finally. Uh, didn't even make the pitch last week when uh, Liverpool started out in a 3-5-2 with wingbacks, which is his preferred style of play out on the left. Uh, and so obviously very telling. But he came in as a substitute here in this match and then proceeded to uh, win the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the it Week. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, he had an open open shot at net and, uh, and ended up finding the... The, uh, the, the stands, wall. yeah. <laughs> Some fan uh, want a want a souvenir on that one. Yeah. Rough, rough stuff. When Ben so, Foster was uh, when Ben Foster was nowhere to be found, couldn't even see him on the screen. The equivalent of a of a empty net hockey breakaway. It's he, exactly right because Foster was up on the set piece, trying you know providing an extra attacker uh, to try to equalize, and then was scrambling back. Actually, wasn't really scrambling back. He was, he was challenging like a Rigi or somebody. Yeah. No, he just had made, somebody. he had made a kind of not so good like a, pass. Yeah. Yeah. And then allowed, it was trying to like, that allowed the breakaway, a midfield tackle. Oh it, it wasn't good. And, and anyway, Moreno had a chance. Congratulations, Alberto Moreno. You have not done much this season, but you did manage to win the Cameron Jerome wasteful player of the week award. Yeah. Well, well done. You finally got some playing time and you sucked. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Programming note about West Brom. As we mentioned at the top of the show, they are the only club who will not be playing this coming week. They are scheduled to play Manchester City, who is in the FA Cup semifinals, and so that match has been postponed till later in the month of May. And they don't have any other uh, postponed matches. So they're just sitting there without a match coming up this week, which means that you will not want to play your baggies. Do not be caught off guard by that. You shouldn't be playing any anyways, but do you want to justify why you have two? So you know how there's that thing where and I hope one of them, if one of them at least is isn't Macaulay, is one of them Macaulay, one is Ben Foster and one is Gareth Macaulay. And the only it's reason reasonable. why the only reason why I still have them is because there's always been someone else yeah. to sell. I've been hit with a lot of injuries, All right. so I've been selling Seamus Coleman. Uh, I've been selling uh, Fernando Urente when he was mm-hmm. hurt. Uh, you know, I was I sold Ashley Williams when he was uh, suspended before. So there's always someone else at the back to, to sell. Mm. And uh, and honestly, I'm not selling Macaulay this week. I'm selling Martin Olsen. So there's always someone else in line first to sell. And so therefore, Macaulay is still in there. Uh, Foster has been sitting on my bench behind Tom Heaton for the last three months. But he's still there. Why not? And uh, and so anyway, that's the Fair two enough. baggies I own. Okay. They're not going to play this weekend. I've got enough sure. coverage to uh, to let them sit on the bench. 
no harm there. But that's why they're there. Well done. Middlesbrough one, Arsenal two. Arsenal squeak one out, get the scoring started with Alexis, only to see it canceled out by Alvaro Negredo, but Mesut Ozil gets the match winner. All the all the stars scoring the goals. Yep. Dave, you love Granite Xhaka being on the field, not off of it. But most of all, I think that you love to talk about uh, Mesut Ozil's goal celebration. Mesut Ozil loves to give the M-O. Is that what that was? Yep. He does the upside down. It looks like a gang sign. It looks like he's throwing it's out signs. Absolutely gang sign. Yeah. But it's his sign. Okay. That the M it looks like you can you can make out an M. There's okay. supposed to be an O again somewhere. Maybe the With O his is thumb in the mouth. Maybe I, maybe that's it. I but thought, that's his move. It that's his thing. At what I point thought, does he I shave thought, it into his head and make it an emoji? I thought he was uh I thought this was for his niece or a family member. It like could, who is young, in uh, his gang? It could be. I'm pretty sure. It could I re- be. I remember and, this and maybe because it does look. It does look like that. It looks. It looks dangerous. I thought <laughs> is what it looks like. I hope I'm wrong because it's awful self-indulgent. If only there was to a way to represent yourself, uh, a device only, or a machine of some kind, if someone that, could where you could find something. out this information. No. Anyways, I hope I'm wrong. I thought I had read a while back, and that's not something I had researched, obviously, because you're correcting me, and it sounds like you have. No, I just remember. Okay. I remember seeing this. I remember seeing him do that, and I wondered. And I, my my recollection is that it has. I I for a second I thought it had something to do with with either a, a it was a child. Right. My my instinct is to say my first instinct was to say daughter, but I don't know that he has a daughter. I, but I thought it was. No, I, I thought it was a I don't representative. A, a, a kind of like um, some basketball players have done that. It's not a basketball podcast, but like uh, you remember Jeff Hornacek when he used to shoot free throws. Yeah, uh, sure. Utah Jazz. He would blow. Yeah, a kiss. He, he would do a little. Uh, 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 so did. Um, so did. Um, was it Paul Dallas Pierce? Mavericks? Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd used to also do that. There was a couple of those guys that used to do. They would. It was part of their routine at the free throw line. It was signifying. It was a. It was a signal to somebody that was a loved one. They would do that every time. Pretty sure Jason Kidd did. I know for I mean, sure. That Jeff was. Morris he was that. only there for like that was his initial club. I mean that goes. You made me really go there to get that one. Kid. Oh, Jason Kidd. Oh yeah, because he's way back. Because he, I mean, yeah, he, he moved started. to Phoenix. What are we yeah. talking about right now? We're, we're in we've, basketball. We're, we're, we're waiting to jump back into the pod. Uh, so Mesut Urzel's niece's name is Mira. There so we the go. M is for Mira. I don't. M is for Mira. That was as of last this past November. There's nothing indicating what the other thing was. Yeah. No, I think it's it's sucking. No, he the did thumb. something with his hand though. Because like he baby. did an M. Maybe because she's he... a baby sucking a thumb. Yeah. I yeah. Think so yeah. Why did why did players stuff the ball under their shirts like they're pregnant? That's pretty funny. It is funny. the ball's their baby. Is that what that's supposed to be? Maybe. I know this is not fantasy significant, but Fabio from Middlesbrough. Missed the previous two matches because he had a concussion. He suffered a concussion against Swansea three weeks ago, or what would now be four matches ago. Okay. So it was during the match, he has a concussion. Leaves, leaves early, misses two consecutive matches, last two. Comes back out for this one. Every, uh, uh, so, uh, apparently fully fit. At 19 minutes, lays down yep. on the ground and has to be... 
helped off, off yeah. because of a head injury, because of what was called a head injury. He was not contacted. It was not struck by the ball. He Man, just I, laid down. He was done. <clears throat> that's either weird or like, I, I hope that's not serious. I, I, I think lo- it is serious. I'd love to make a joke, but it sounds like. I think like- it's serious. And I think the stuff that's happened, who was, uh, wasn't, who was the, it was Bellerin. When Bellerin was hurt, when he had the, his concussion, oh, his concussion a couple was bad. months yeah. ago, it was terrible. Yeah, against Chelsea, Alonso, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Alonso gave him the because he, yeah, he, he did like, what a couple of other guys did. I think it happened to it also happened to um, Sunderland this week. But a uh, Billy Jones, yeah, yes, had to be. I mean, that was a really scary one. I, yeah, uh, David Moyes said that he didn't answer questions well, correctly. Yeah, David Moyes, at least on paper, his words seemed to be. Kind of heartless, but he always seems kind of heartless anyway. But I just think that this is a perfect example, like to your point of of injury concern. I think we've gotten so used to it in the in the United States with with professional American football. Concussions have become such a massive part of the game. Now, in a way, especially if you have a team that you love, you don't want to see anybody. No, nope. like I don't want to see anybody. Like, it is so terrifying to see somebody knocked out on the ground, knowing that it was from uh, from helmet to helmet trauma. Trauma. Yep. I mean, that is so scary. And this kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's probably more prevalent. Uh, and you see it all the time with players. Like when I remember in that Swansea match, I saw when it happened. He's on the he's on the side of the pitch fighting the doctors, yep. trying to get back on. Everybody wants to do that. As soon as they get back, as soon as they get consciousness again, or yeah. whatever, as soon it's as like they, in an they, MMA fight. As soon as yeah. the guy hits the hits the mat, he's been knocked out. He's popping right back up, thinking he's yeah. still in the fight, but he's he's done. Yeah. But this is this kind of thing is scary, scary, scary. Nineteen minutes and you lay down yeah. on the ground yeah. and it's a head injury and you didn't get touched. The ball didn't hit you. That, that is scary. That's stuff. a long fantasy term. wise. That guy means nothing, but real life, that's horribly scary. Yeah. And well, I hope I hope for his sake. Yeah. He, he three years ago he's playing. He was starting for United. Yeah. So I hope for his sake that yeah. things turn, I, turn I, out. I'm going to add. I'm glad you went on this because I actually had a thought this past weekend too that that can be. Uh, it doesn't have a specific tie to fantasy soccer this week, but it does in the bigger picture. Everyone brags about how rough and tumble the English game is. How how you got to be a man's man to play in England in the Premier League, which is absolutely true. It's a, it's a it's a rough league. It's a very physical league. That's not necessarily always a good thing. Uh, there's a lot of physical play that is impeding uh, players' ability just to get out there and play football, just to get out there and play yeah. soccer, play the game. I mean, I think the Guardian. I heard uh, a couple weeks ago the Guardian came out with an article that said that that there have been goals on something like three percent of corner kicks. Uh-huh. Fans get super excited about corner kicks. So that you can score three percent of the time. Do you know why they're only scoring three percent of the time? Because there's so much grabbing and pulling and shoving and punching that's going on inside that eighteen yard box. No one can get to the ball. Giroux, his hands, both hands were above his head today and was tackled in the box and he did not flop. Yeah. And it wasn't called. Now yeah. they're supposed to, in the beginning of Absolutely. the year, they were cracking down on it. And I mean I have a here sim- late in the year they've yeah. swallowed whistles. Let it go. It's, it's now, like they're in the playoff mode of, of referee. The one thing I would say about what you just said is that if you want to watch what you just described, you can go watch La Liga. <laughs> I do. But the majority of people. Do you know what else I call La Liga? I, mean, I call what, it the Champions League. 
Oh, you're one yeah. of those people. Yeah. I no, mean, listen, in La Liga, I have a simple solution. In La Liga, if you get a little bruise, I had a simple solution back in September, out. Dave. Just yeah. get rid of two things. Yeah. Grabbing I jerseys. Agree. I agree. And hugging. I agree. Get rid of those two things, and you'll clean it up. And the percentage goes up immediately. Those I, are two easy I things to see and to get rid completely of. Completely with those two points. Now, bone crunching tackles. I still want to see. Anyways, moving on. Right. Hey, I, listen. What are we to do with Mezzanozo? Nothing. Ever since Avoid. I don't know, man. Oh, Head really? Case. Head oh, really? Case. Wait Avoid a second. Him. Wait a second. Ever since he got over his Champions League Ever hangover. Ever since Wenger said his head was right. Ever since he got out of the Champions League hangover. He's Ever in, since he's Wenger in, wasn't getting in, fired. Hey, he's in form. Five points against City. 14 points against West Ham. Two points against Palace. Ten points against Middlesbrough. Sure. Two, two goals, okay. two assists. Last four games, two of them, 50%, double digit. Yeah. And I mean, the numbers are there. Upcoming schedule. You want to take that chance? Up, well, upcoming they, What happens when they lose in the FA Cup? Upcoming, Head case again? Upcoming schedule. <laughs> Seriously. What happens? They're going to play United, and they're going to win that game. What if something happens on Thursday night at his no, it's house? Not Is it United or City? They're playing City. What happens on Thursday yeah, night when City. something happens? He loses a board game with his niece, and he gets a little too sad and can't play the next your coming points night. Are valid. I, listen, I have been hard on him. I know. Okay? I am too. And now you're I, back on the Ozil train. No, you love him. I don't love him. But Do you see how I whatever, brought your niece back in here? Yeah, like that? Thank you. I haven't owned Ozil once this entire year. But I'll say this. His form seems to be better right now than it has been. He's all expensive. Year. I have a serious question. I need you guys to help me out with my fantasy lineup. Um, I'm selling Martin Olson this week in defense. Yes. And I'm seriously considering buying Ben Gibson of Middlesbrough. They play at Bournemouth this weekend, and then they they are home against Sunderland. Yeah. It's, double match week. I know. You guys have yelled at me oh, wow. every week that I started to talk about Middlesbrough's double match week. You guys said, no, no, no. And now... Now I'm buying Ben now Gibson. now you want to buy him. I, I don't no, think it's, it's a bad that, idea that, that, at that all. That plays every match. He's the one guy who's going to play every match for them. He is by far leading the team in defensive points. Yep. There's no doubt about that. And I just want to point out that he has twice as many points as John Stones. <laughs> Now, hey, after <laughs> after the, the, the double match week for Middlesbrough, yeah. you don't want to own him. City, sure. Chelsea, Southampton, Liverpool. He can sit on my bench after that. That's all. I, I don't care. Do you know who's in my defense, Dave? Tell me. McCauley, Yoshida, Ashley Williams, Kyle Walker. He can be my fifth defender on my bench. Shouldn't you have owned Jack Yelka instead of Ashley Williams? I uh, Yes, but I missed the... Uh, we'll get yeah. to that. We'll get yeah. to that. Anyways. Well, let's get to that now, shall we? Um, th- listen... Arsenal, Sanchez scored again. Sanchez scored. Theo Walcott did not even play. Was available Brutal. as first selection off the bench. It does not help anybody, especially after he looks again. You can't uh, really chase those guys. It's the reason it was what I was going to say about Ozil. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, my whole I, rant about owning Theo over Alexis didn't work today, did it? Yeah, I mean, no. it's just, it's just, I, I, it feels a lot. That was a, a surprise lot. that he didn't start. It feels a lot like. But Rob Holding did. I know this. It feels a lot like Manchester City could happen. A, a, a rotation like that could happen with a lot of those guys for Arsenal. Bellerin except didn't, Sanchez. Bellerin well, didn't play either. On a smaller scale, you know, they might be affected by the FA Cup. Again, it's smaller than your it's less of a commitment than the Europa League, but they're still in that uh, you know, that competition yeah. as well. Everton three, Burnley one. The goals in this one coming from Phil Jagielka. Ben Mee on an own goal, taking it away from Ross Barkley, and then Romelu Lukaku with his requisite goal. 
For Burnley, uh, Sam Vokes PK, the only scoring for them. I cannot believe I still don't own Jagielka after my rant about Walker and Jagielka. Speaking of Martin Olsen, yeah. uh, Jagielka is one of those guys I, I've had, I, for whatever reason, I've nearly constantly had about $0.2 million remaining in my bank. Yeah. Martin Olsen is 4.4. Jagielka, Phil Jagielka, has been, was 4.6. For Yikes. the longest time. And he's now 4.8. And now he's not 4.6. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like such an easy thing, but then I was like, do I really want to have Mason Holgate and <sighs> Phil Jagielka? Do I want two Everton defenders? Yeah. And also that's a transfer that I have to use, and Martin Olsen's not really coming out of the Swansea lineup. It felt about the same. Sure. It's It felt similar. And now I wonder what I was well, thinking. Jagielka's. Last six games, ever since he came back from injury, 6, 7, 1, 11, 12, 11. No question. I just think that that, that, that streak is, is ending any yeah. match now. And you said that last week. I know. I know. The, I literally, it was five, it, let's see, it was uh, about 30 minutes before the, the match week deadline, yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah. And I was finally getting to the point where I, I, I've had Seamus Coleman stashed on my bench. I can't, uh, I've always had some. I knew he's not playing, so he was at the end of my bench. Yeah. And there's always been someone else I've I've sold just to get a full eleven. Yeah. Because again, injuries have killed me. Finally, Seamus, I'm ready to sell him, and I have it in front of me. And I have either Phil Jagielka or Maya Yoshida, and I know Yoshida's playing Man City, so I am buying Yoshida not for this weekend, but for the rest of the season the after that. Week. And I, I had Jagielka. I went back. I hit Yoshida, and I confirmed. And obviously, I, I benched Yoshida, which yeah. is the right move to make. But had I bought Jagielka and played him, it would have been a good thing. Yeah. I don't think he does it a fourth match in a row. I'd be willing to put a bet on the fact he's not going to score I mean, a goal for or bet, a, yeah four bet, matches in a row. Bet, 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 <laughs> bet, bet. Well, he, and here, here's the one downside, and this is one reason why I didn't make the transfer yet. Brian, Yet. you can guess it. Yet. The reason why is because Everton does not have any double match weeks. I know, and we keep saying that, and yet here we Who are. Who cares? But here we are it, staring, it doesn't matter. Here we are staring at his 1,000 points in the past five weeks. Oh, my gosh. Look, I would rather have Lukaku scoring one goal every match the rest of the season, every weekend, than have Zlatan, who's going to put up a zero when he plays in one of those two matches in his double match week. Uh, I mean, it's I can't argue that Everton's upcoming schedule at West Ham, Chelsea, at Swansea, home to Watford, at Arsenal. It's a decent schedule. Yeah, you, you got Chelsea and Arsenal both in there. Who knows what Arsenal you get? Chelsea. I think Everton wants to come sh strut their stuff a little bit, and that's that's where match. that's where Chelsea could have their Girardian slip. I agree. Well, they've got <laughs> Southampton too coming up. Yeah. Before that, um, you're absolutely right. Though it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I want to give out my fantasy half point in this match, if I might. Yeah, sure. Yeah. To not that he needs the extra points, but he's going to get an extra half point here. Points Phil, are always points. Phil Jagielka for his cartwheel after scoring the goal. It was a nice cartwheel, yeah. and he's not young. He's older than us. Yeah, sure. And we're not young yeah. for a football standard. Uh, Nice. Yeah, I, I mean, 10.0 on the cartwheel. 
half point fantasy honorary half point. Listen, field when you score in three consecutive games as a defender, you know what you do, Brian? You do a cartwheel. You do a cartwheel. Absolutely. Surprised he didn't end it with a with a front flip or a back flip or something. What? Surprised he didn't end up with a Andy Carroll groin strain. Yeah, that's true. Hey, tell me about uh, Ross Barkley, Scott. Oh gosh, I don't even want to. It's so icky. Tell me about Ross Barkley. Last week we talked about Ross Barkley getting in bar fights. Yeah, you know it stinks, man. Then Tell me son, about Ross Barkley. That's, that's, son, ter- that's terrible. It's terrible. Then a son columnist fans comes are, out. Fans are terrible. And berates man. him. Uh, Some fans are terrible. Listen, I I can honestly sit here and say that I don't think maybe only once or twice have I ever even pulled up an article from the Sun in all of my reading of of English publications and all of the research and all of the uh, fandom that I've ever uh, sought out and pursued and and, and read about uh, regarding English soccer. I think I've only read The Sun once or twice in in all my years of following. When I became a Liverpool fan, I adopted into a boycott of The Sun, and it all dates back to the Hillsborough disaster uh, several years ago. Uh, The Sun has a horrible reputation uh, specifically in Liverpool, specifically with Liverpool fans. And now it extends officially to Everton. They have banned the Sun from anything to do with the club after this columnist, uh, I think his last name was McKenzie, who's been with the Sun for 36 years. He's not like a, wow. a, a some guy who just they was hired and posted on a blog and and you know was was freewheeling and didn't know any better. I mean, this guy knew better. Yeah. He has an editor. He's got a reputation. He's done this for many, many He's He's done it for longer than I've been alive. And he posts these terrible things about Ross Barkley. Obviously, you know he is a a, a, a uh, what's the word a polarizing figure. Ross Barkley is uh, even among Everton fans. He's had a rough season during some stretches. When he's on, he's on. When he's not, he's not. And uh, sometimes he looks a little aloof while he's out there. There's not a lot of energy and emotion that he shows while he's playing. And and it, and uh, but, but this columnist for the Sun took it way too far. Uh, even as a Liverpool fan on the other side of of Merseyside, hey, we stand. I I, I won't stand, I won't say, speak for anyone else, but I stand with Everton and Ross Barkley. I'm glad that they've done what they've done with the Sun, and yeah. it was a terrible thing. Honestly, it kind of made me wish, just for good old fashioned sake, that they'd given Ross Barkley the goal. Yeah, you know, but yeah. obviously they can't do that. Crystal Palace two, Leicester City oh, two. Man, what a day! Probably the match of the weekend, yeah, maybe. that's what I was thinking. In terms of just pure uh, ability to watch. Yep. The goals in this one, Johan Kabai and Christian Benteke, who uh, climbed the defender like a stepladder, according to Jamie Vardy, to get his goal. A little bit controversial fashion, but it was canceled out by Robert Huth, who clearly heard my limerick last week and didn't Jeez. like it. He oh, was yeah. motivated. Shit. And Jamie Vardy. Really? I should have never said that Robert Huth wasn't scoring much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was uh, obviously off a set piece. It, it was classic. Both goals were classic Leicester, if there is such a thing as classic Leicester already. Last year's Leicester. Vardy's on uh, the counterattack. It was just a stunning, quick strike uh, that we saw so yeah. much last year, too. What's next? <laughs> the last three matches, we can, I mean, the rapid last, fire. The, look, one last thing on the last one. Last week, didn't we say, Are you? do you have the guts to own Andros Townsend? Andros gets one of the assists this week again. Yeah. Andros is cheap and Andros is performing well. And maybe so he is- saved his energy for the end and you would get him <laughs> for a double week this coming this co- or uh, yeah. in a couple no, right. it's this week. No, it's this weekend. Yeah. Hey. Benteke, Zaha, all those guys with double match week yeah. coming up. 
Scott, Brian, what? Crystal Palace's schedule going out. It's still out. murder. It's still murder. It's 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 murder town slash yes Toontown slash yeah whatever else we said like at Liverpool ago. and they host Spurs. This is their at match Liverpool here. Spurs. Sure, home to Burnley. They get a small breather. Then it's City. Well, another breather. Hall and at United. That's it's that's, awful. That's a tough. It's go. But you know great. what? Zaha. You know uh, who's going to play both matches? Zaha. Zaha's going to play both matches. He's going to. I mean, hey, I'll take a six. I'll take a double three on Zaha, and maybe get a goal and get hey, double digits for the week. Andros yeah. is Brian. Last three games, eight, fourteen, and five. Is yeah. Andros going to play both matches? Yeah, sure. sure why not? That was a shrug I mean, for those of you why not? listening I mean, to this who, at home. Who, who subs for him? Is Punchin still playing a ton? Kabai's playing pretty hey, constantly. Benteke's playing pretty constantly. I mean, that, that rotate... That, uh, there is one good one guy that's coming back that uh, that might impact their uh, attacking uh, going forward a little bit. And that played, is... He played 22 minutes this week in that match, Patrick Van Onholt. Yeah, yeah. So you assume he's going to be back again starting for them. Those uh, Zaha owners, and we all own Zaha, I believe. His last four matches, 11-2, 11-2, means he's due for an 11 this week. So start Zaha. I mean, that's pretty good fantasy analysis right there. Watford won. Swansea nil. The lone goal coming from Brian's favorite, Etienne Capu. I mean, I don't understand. I laughed. Brian, oh. I laughed so hard when know, I saw that he scored but that. But do you know how he scored? Alfie Mawson. Yep. Is he back to Alfie for you now? I mean, when you screw up that bad, I can call you whatever I want. I should call him worse. I thought that you was were sworn the rest of the year. Fine. Alfred yeah. Mawson. Yeah, okay. With a horrific play. Yeah. Just got the ball lost at his own feet. Kapu attacked. and, and uh, You could just call him the F-I-E, Fi. That's a that's oh. a Shakespearean. That's an old, uh, older Middle English uh, like curse. It. Yeah, you I just like say it. that. All right. In my notes, this I have This is not Kapu. a Shakespeare podcast. <laughs> Kapu with the goal, and in parentheses next to it, oh, oh, Alfie. Yeah. Oh, my. Alfred. Hey, yeah. Swansea yeah. back in free fall. Everyone is selling everyone from Swansea, hey. and good schedule does not seem to be doing anything for them. Hey, did... did what does, is going on? Does Bob Bradley, did he start managing them again? Not tell anyone? Listen, uh, maybe, but I, I don't... They were They were on the road, for what that's worth... They're home against Stoke. If they lose, if they lose at home against Stoke, I'll bail on Gilfie as well. What's, hey, what's Paul hey. Clement's quote? Is there another hey, one? I'll, Wait, I'll say this. You, I thought you had it on. I the, do. I have if it here. Shakiri is playing in that game, then they're not winning that game. It when Shakiri plays for Stoke, I don't man, know. I don't. We yeah. can talk about Stoke right this second. No. Let me give you the Clement quote oh, first. Okay, okay. The next one is a must-win game for us. It's the biggest game the club has had in years. Yeah. And I think, David, we can. do you want to move on to the next match? Is there really anything else to say no, about let's Watford go to or it. Swansea? Let's go right to it. Stoke 3, Hall 1. Harry Maguire scoring for Hall. Marco, Peter Crouch, and Shakiri the goals for Stoke. The big trifecta for the Potters. Yeah. Uh the Premier League is plugging uh, Marco and Shakiri as short-term differentials as far as ownership and playing. They they're both playing better. Here's the deal. But Clement's quote is a big deal 
for this match yeah. coming up. I don't even. I don't. I. I don't. Uh, fantasy. Yeah, you know, fantasy Premier League is good. They're good at what they do. I'm going to respectfully disagree on the Stoke thing, at least for this next match. And okay. here's why: if Clement makes this quote, obviously Swansea knows this is their last best chance for three points this season. Aside from uh, getting a big upset, this is their best chance to get a win at home against uh, a Stoke that's coming off a good win over Hull and who who obviously is is competing yeah. with Swansea in the table. But it's still Stoke. They're so uh, up and down, inconsistent. Swansea is putting everything into this match. This is one of those matches where I'm not. I'm still selling Martin Olsen because he's my weakest player on my on my team. Yeah. However. I'm not bailing on Gilfie. I'm I'm not I'm not buying big on Stoke just because they're playing against Swansea. Yeah. If you're putting everything into this match, I wouldn't be surprised if Swansea gets this win just on sheer emotion alone. There's going to be so much emotion in this match. I know what the table looks like. Swansea Stoke on paper doesn't look like a great match when you got what like 11th place Stoke and 18th place Swansea, but that's going to be fun TV because Swansea is going big on this one match. I hope so. It does not look good for them, even a little bit. This is the time of year when Crystal Palace beats Arsenal on a Monday night. When Middlesbrough gives Arsenal all they can handle on a Monday night. It's April, baby. Like, this is the time of year where weird stuff happens simply based on whatever the circumstances are for that day or that night only. Or for the other competitions that some of these top clubs are in. All bets are off now. This isn't about the trends and what's been going on for 30 plus matches this season. This is about what's happening now. Zlatan is benched now. Swansea is going big now. Uh, you know, you've got four clubs still playing for the FA Cup right now and slightly distracted in the Premier League. You've got a lot of stuff going on. Every match now matters. The matches are going to be coming hard and fast just about every day now for the next five weeks. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of midweek matches coming up these next five weeks, starting with a lot of matches this upcoming midweek. Things are going to happen. It's going to be weird. And if you're just going off of what's been going on all season long or what the place in the table is or anything like that, you're going to lose your fantasy league. I'm done. Yeah. But that's exactly right why you would want Marco and Shakiri right now. Their upcoming schedule. They, they've been they from the second they've been back together. They love each other. They that, love each that other. That is the biggest bromance in the league right now. And is Marco this, and, and Shakiri. And hopefully Marco can keep it going. I'm going to predict. I'm, 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 and I'm their not. fixtures. They're in the next three games at Swansea, West Ham, at Bournemouth. Two yeah. bold predictions for this match. Number one, I predict a Swansea win. Number two, I predict a Shakiri injury. <laughs> okay. Both are solid bets. The second is a solid bet. Hey, speaking sure. of guys that you can just throw out there almost any week, Gareth McCauley style, uh, Harry Maguire keeps on knocking the ball into the net. I think whether it's by accident or on purpose, the ball keeps going into the net as a result of those Maguire, are the two options. Maguire <laughs> clubbing it in for some, with either his he, foot or his head. He's I'm, cheap. He's he dirt is cheap. cheap. He's four. You know who else 4. is cheap? Is Scott's boy Renokia. It's another guy who keeps on getting on and the score sheet, Ryan, whether assisting or or sure, he's scoring. One of the, he's one of the top right. informed defenders right now. Their yes. outgoing schedule is very good. Watford home at Southampton, home to Sunderland, at Palace, home to Spurs. It's the reason I said it. you shouldn't feel terrible even even on the off, on the off chance that you pull a clean sheet or two out of there. Why, Yaku? 
Yakupo with. Yeah. But Chimpanzee yeah. is still a good Yakupo with. All right, here's here's here. I need. It's still to... not a terrible guy to have. I need you to help me out with my fantasy team. Ben Gibson or Andrea Ranocchia. Oh boy. Fifth defender. Gibson Middlesbrough schedule better. It's terrible. After no, 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 this no, no, no. double week. Yeah. No, no, no. This. No, no, no. Okay. This week. Fifth defender. This week. It's yeah. worth having him, but then sell him it's for worth having. Yeah, but you might. I mean, I don't know if you want Renoki or you want McGuire. Uh, Actually, Renoki is. You know, when you des- numbers are better. When you describe Harry Maguire, I'm picturing the BFG. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I, I mean, my 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 image is of who who was the old timey Frankenstein. Uh, it was not <laughs> Boris Karloff. Was the uh, was the was like the uh, right? was Dracula? Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, I can't remember. We'll move on. Final match: Sunderland two, West Ham two. Just when you thought it was safe to play your hammers, the goals coming from Andre Ayew, James Collins for Sunderland, Wabi Kazri, and Fabio Barini. Uh, there's a, an American startup uh, that you might be interested in called uh, Starting Eleven. And they're uh, they're introducing a real time fantasy system into uh, the marketplace where you can make in game substitutions and manager decisions. I only mention it because number one, it's you know it's an American startup and it's yeah. it's worth mentioning. But also because you know if you're doing that next year, consider Fabio Barini. Both of his goals in the Premier League this season have come in the 90th minute. Nice. If he's in there late, maybe you want to put him in starting eleven. That's a weird stat to have and own. Uh, and- Andy Carroll got an assist on one of the goals. I don't know that you want to own him, but still, I mean, he's one of those guys that seems just as good as anyone else as a as a third uh, striker option. If you're going to have a guy that's out there for uh, for six bucks, why not? Is bucks is that a term that that translates outside of the United States? No. Ra- ra- wrap this up, Brian. Ra- 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 wrap ra- 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 Look, everyone's bailing on everything that has to do with Sunderland except for Jordan Pickford. Jermaine Defoe. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Who did we have on Sunderland before Other than we could bail? Pickford. Just Jermaine Defoe. Okay, all right. So everyone's bailing on Jermaine Defoe. There we go. Okay, that's... That, that Pre-Christmas, sense. we had Patrick Van Anholt. Sure, until he went to... To Palace. Yeah. yeah, stayed with right. Sam. You can't have any of those guys. You can't do anything with them at all. Wabi Kazri's goal, though. It was hilarious. Amazing. <laughs> right off the corner kick. I mean, that's ridiculous. Kicked it in from the corner kick. But honestly. Because no one touched it. Did did, did they give the assist to Anichibi, though, on that one? For boxing no? out? Yeah, the they goalkeeper. should. <laughs> they should. <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> he How is that out. not a foul? Well, um, what a. I don't know, Dave. You tell me, Mr. That was, Premier that was League. one of those three percenters. You got to love it. You know what? Go- goalkeeper's got a man up and just throw him out of the way or something. Yeah, that he and or pay yeah. attention to where he is pre the ball. No, kick he got and don't get boxed out in the middle of that. Well, he got he got uh, uh, knocked into on the second goal too, and then the same criticism went his way. I mean, that's that you know when when a keeper gets. Get some contact and a goal goes in. You know the the result is oh you know the the, the comment that the announcer always makes is the goalkeeper's got to be stronger there. I think the keepers should be allowed to give elbows directly to the middle of the backs and kidneys of defenders that try to back into them. Dave, have you been listening to anything we've said about player safety in this podcast? 
Within reason, I don't necessarily condone head jabs and elbows and head bleeds, but when it comes to the rest of the body, hey. Are you kidding me right now? Don't be baby kittens. Listen. That's redundant. Don't be kittens. Don't be baby kittens. Let me me give you, uh, just for fun, I want to give you uh, David Moy's quote on Billy Jones, the defender who was stretchered off. We mentioned him earlier. This is why I said he seemed a little bit... uh, uncaring okay. about the uh, concussion situation. Spe- you know, bigger picture in the league, but specifically with his own defender. The medical team, this is Moyes now, the medical team tell me his head hit the ground and he lost consciousness. A bit of concussion. We've sent him to hospital, but I'm sure he'll be okay. It's like, uh-huh. okay, thanks, David. Look, no, uh, no, no, we wish him well. No, I hope he's okay. Um, I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine. A bit of concussion for getting knocked out cold. Dave, as you know, from your years and years of playing fantasy American football. That's right. You now know that their terminology for medical professionals who are dealing with concussions a lot of the time are pretty adamant to, to, to take away anybody who would say anything remotely like mild concussion. That's right. A bit of concussion, a mild concussion. Micro, there is no micro degree con- I'd love to severity. give some credit to... Uh, Stefania Bell, who works for ESPN here in, and she's often time she's one of the hosts of the Fancy Focus Football Podcast, yep. one of my favorites. Yep, she hates it when one of the other co-hosts ever brings up mild concussion. People say it. People tend to still say it. There seems to still be that thing, and I, for whatever reason, until people, it is, I, I don't, I don't concussion ever, and the here in the states in the NFL now they have a pro. They, it's a huge word that now that they use all the time, concussion protocol. You got a clear concussion protocol. That is not something that is well, in the English game. It seems like there is a some something There's, of a concussion protocol they've, yeah, here. They've but, developed one this season. Yeah, but it you know it's like we said. You can still see some crazy scenes on the sidelines, and there's some moments still where guys you see them get knocked on the head or. Uh, you know, there, there's been clearly some some head some kind of head injury, and uh, and it, it's a little inconsistent at this point. Are we to the injury roundup? We sure are. We can get to that. Hey, let's hear the injury roundup. Howdy, partners! It's the injury roundup. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the injury roundup to me is more about who's back than it is about who's not going. You know, who's oh, at risk. Positive news. It's just that you, if you're if you're Chelsea, you can't love. Minutes before the match starting, that you lose Marcus Alonso to a hamstring injury. Mm. Already the fifth most transferred out player this week. But he's the top defender in the league. Sure. But so he's is expensive. he coming back? I think. Well, that's. The, I think that's exactly it. I think it's a lot of money, no clean sheets. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get like a week like you had two weeks ago, where he scored whatever 18 points or something. But it's been twos and twos and ones across the board for most of the Chelsea defenders for a while. I don't sure. I don't blame anybody. I sold him I sold him weeks ago. Chelsea's form is not the greatest and if and if any of the teams going out do what United did in mirroring Hazard, things could get interesting. You got to we'll have see. the personnel. Southampton this coming weekend, I don't think they do. Um, you're not wrong. I'm but just saying it could only be a few teams who anyway. have the combination of height and speed. Like we'll, s- we'll see what happens with Tebow. I mean, that's a, that's a tough one uh, with the ankle injury. There's It doesn't seem like there was much of an update other than that he couldn't go uh, prior to the match against Manchester United. But what are you going to do? 
and then on the Southampton end of it, Gabby Adini back played 57 minutes, I think, 59 minutes, something like that. Started too. Started to so many surprise. Good news for Southampton to get to get that by that guy back out there can only help them. I'm a Gabby Adini owner, and I did not start him this past weekend, knowing that he wouldn't play the full 90. I might not start him again at Chelsea. I yeah. might give him another week to get back into form. Yeah. And then, I mean, look who else is back. Vincent Company's back. We talked about him. Yeah. Vincent Company, a legitimate a legitimate consideration for, you know, for somebody who's looking to spend s- less than $6 for the for the time being on their one of their defenders. Shakiri comes back. Shakiri plays really well when he comes when he's been back. Patrick Van Onholt back for 22 minutes off the bench for Crystal Palace. I said like you have to expect that he's not going to come out of the lineup again as long as he's healthy. Petr Cech, Lauren Koscielny back again for Arsenal this week. You gotta be happy about that, Dave. Yeah. I Wes Morgan has a chance to come back. Hopefully, whether it's for you know Atletico or whether it's uh, next match. Next we might have to change match. this to like in a new segment we like to call. The comeback. Welcome back, everyone. The yeah, whole, return mean, round, welcome back. Re- return roundup. The, re- the return roundup. Well, well, we'll have to consider something. Uh, we'll, we'll think about it. Jack Wilshire is the one. As far as team significance, I, mean, I don't yeah. think it has a huge significance to to uh, for fantasy purposes. But I mean, it does stink that he's yeah. a guy that can't shake any sort of injury leave with the same kind of injury. He, play, he played Listen, more games, so. to his credit, he got through more games That's, this year than yeah. ever in his Exactly in his right, career. and I was just going to say, even if he doesn't play the rest of the season, he still had a good year. He did. He did have a good year. Yep. That's all I got for those guys. Alright. Well, I think we've done it. Can I plug our website real quick? Plug, yeah. Quick plug. Uh, started a new series this past week. It was one week late, forgive me for that, but I did finally get it posted before the matches this past weekend. Uh, new start to a series looking at fantasy sports, but a different kind of fantasy. What would happen if our American sports leagues adopted a Premier League style of season? Yeah, It's been very publicly known that the NBA and the NHL specifically have a regular season problem right now. And, uh, and so it's just timely to... And that um, problem being... For those who who don't pay attention, the problem being that near the end of the season, there's so many games that coaches, managers are resting players, yep. and they're starting saving players, it for the playoffs, saving them for the playoffs. And so, pretty much, your premise, and credit to you because you're spot on with it, is is why should I watch? It, it, in the Premier League, you got to watch nine months. Yep. If you want to know what's going on, because every game matters, yep. nine months. That's right. In the right now in the NHL and in the, and in the NBA National Basketball Association, you only have to watch last two months of the season. Yep, because that's the only two months that matter. Yep, that's right. A slight premise or a hint into what your your piece is about. It's nope. fantastic. It's exactly a fantastic right. piece. That's right. And so this coming week, I am going to post on that on our same website a second part column, looking at what the NBA and NHL would look like. In the Premier League system, so I, I, I created, I set the scene this past week. Go wow. check out part one. Now I'm going to actually put some teeth to it and give a plan for what it could look like. That's awesome. I'm excited to great. Excited to read that. FantasySoccerFC.com and at FantasySoccerFC on Twitter. Hey, uh, also on Facebook, FantasySoccerFC. We're still live. For some reason, if you'd want to see what we look like and or anything else, you're more than welcome to go there. And our various hairlines. Oh yeah. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, sure. 
Ryan's is looking the best. Let All us right. know if you're ever in town. Uh, that's right. You can come sit in and watch it live. Hey, listen. For the Fancy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Where are you elsewhere? Yeah, well, I just want to. I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere. I'm always me. For no. David Smith. That's not true. I actually go by another name. For hey. Wendy, the Wendy's logo from Wendy's. For David Burgers. Thomas. Hey, listen. What's the Starbucks lady's name? Uh, Bucky. Okay. Weird. Uh, this is ridiculous. And I hate you both. Uh, until next time. <laughs>